Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually gonna decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap. All right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria. February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master in the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great joy and pleasure for the 200th time to welcome the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. It is 200 Not Out for Mr. Damien Christoph. Wow, Marcus Pierce. 200, 200. Congratulations, mate. Don't. Thank you so much for everything. Oh, how cool likewise. is this? Thank 200. You. Thanks for your persistence. Who'd have thunk it, hey? Who'd have thunk it mm. back in 2012, that, uh, or, uh, late 2012 when we yeah. uh, coined this and 2013 when we launched this, mm. that um, 200 episodes later. That's amazing. We'll be going it? strong. Yeah, well done. Very we'll good. This has been great, great topics, great things that we've covered. And uh, for a change, we're not going to go through and rehash all of that like we have at 50, 100, 100 150. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Today we're talking stuff. I think, I think um, because the best thing of those rehashes for us has been that it's um, allowed us to not remember, but to realize how many living legends um, there are in the world and many of them have been featured on the podcast. But yeah. we're going to twist that somewhat and just... Um, Talk about the importance of mentors, yeah. Because we've done a lot of interviews in this season of One Hundred Not Out, and uh, we've spoken to Betty Green. Yeah, uh, we really enjoyed that. But even financial mentors like David Reed, yeah, um, to actually be able to to speak to people that are leading the charge in a certain area of life, and then there's others that are actually flying along in many areas of life. And we thought just it would be wise on episode two hundred of One Hundred Not Out. That sounds a bit funny. Um, <laughs> to actually. Um, discuss, share who have been the biggest mentors in our lives yep. um, and really for the listeners to really drive home the value of having people that we look up to mm. in our lives because mm. it's so important, not, not again to use our great mate Dr. John Martini, not in order to subordinate or to feel less than those people because we're all equals. It's not about edifying. Absolutely. Mm. It's about learning 
from people that have walked the path. I mean, I love you as a mentor because you've got more life experience. Mm. So you can Thanks, reflect mate. and go, well, you can see where you were at your stage of life and you can tell me to either calm down or put a bit more intensity into an area of life because you've gone through that stage of life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hey, here's something. There's a saying within the Russian culture is that the egg doesn't teach the chicken. Oh, who taught you that? Great line. Is it Dasha? Yeah. 100 Not Out Lifestyle? Yeah, it was Dasha. You're thinking, I've heard yeah. so many great one-liners. Heck is that? So the egg doesn't teach the chicken. I, I don't agree with that because you've taught me so many things and uh, you would be my chick, my ekin, my ekin, my egg. <laughs> I'm your chicken. Yeah. I'm your rooster. I'm your rooster and you are my egg. Uh, but you do teach me things. And uh, and so it could be from someone who's older or younger. Essentially, all it is is someone who is wiser in a particular thing. Can we give some context behind Dasha's one-liner? Yeah. Do you know the story? Uh, yeah, I do. Do you want I to share? Do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dasha came to our 100 Not Out lifestyle event uh, just only the other day. And she went home with enthusiasm, excitement, joy, uh, wanting to explain the love languages to her parents. And they said, that's fascinating. Tell us more about that. And so she thought it was a breakthrough because in Russian culture, certainly in her family, um, you know, the egg doesn't teach the chicken. But and the egg was teaching the chicken? The egg was teaching the chicken and she felt chuffed that she was able to share something with her parents that they were interested in um, and that made a difference mm. that, uh, you know, that as a younger person, she probably yet hasn't mastered, but she had a great grasp of the concept. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think every single parent listening to this podcast, if you don't already have a philosophy that your children teach you so much about life, yeah, right. then perhaps have a look at shifting that philosophy because I think the egg does teach the chicken yep. so many things, yep. whether it's about being present whether it's about letting loose and just being a bit more relaxed about things. Yeah. Not, uh, that could be around mess around the house. That could be around school grades. That could be around behavior. That could be around all types of things. We had a couple of people um, at the 100 Not Out Lifestyle Weekend that were talking about their teenage children. And uh, at times it was really, really hard yeah. um, to love. Uh, not to love, because obviously they love their kids but to feel really fulfilled at that point of their life around their teenage children. And yeah. you know, the discussion was, well, um, what is great about having teenage children? And they're like, Whoa, I don't know. So but much. That's the For question. Me, yeah, that's the question yeah. that, that most people need to ask. It's a perception thing though. Yeah. It's perception and perspective. You know, a lot of people expect that their children should behave and communicate like them. But yeah. that means that you're asking them to come to your party as opposed to you going to their party the mature person will try to understand how it is that the teenage people would prefer to be communicated to and most people uh, if not all the, of the living legends on 100 not out have mm. all engaged in going to younger people's parties yes. i'll use that as a metaphor yes they love to hang out with younger people yeah they love to spend time with their grandchildren or their children or they love to spend time with the eggs because they feel young and learn a lot from being with the eggs. I love this egg and the chicken thing. I could talk about it all day. Thanks, Dash, for that. Yeah, great wisdom, Dasha. Um, but mentors are vital, absolutely yeah. vital. And the question is, who are we using as a mentor? And my challenge to listeners and people whenever I'm talking is, a lot of people have actually put the mass media in their mentor list. Oh, gosh. That's dangerous, isn't it? So a lot of people That's are so just dangerous. barking what they listen to, like little rabbits or little chickens or little 
just tweet tweets going out from whatever they heard, whatever they watched, whatever they read. Yeah. And that's become that forms their, their forms their education. Their, the way they treat people, the way they live their life, the way they speak to people, their perceptions of people, events. Oh my gosh, my mind just immediately goes to the project there. And how many people watch the project and see Hello to our goes. good friends at the project. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I'll tell you what, some of the opinions that come through in the project really should be just seen as opinions rather than actually fact. And, uh, and it's a shame because a lot of people think that, you know, because somebody might win an award from the project, that the words that come from that person are true and correct every single time. So nice of you to restrain yourself on episode. 200 of 100 not out and your concern is that people watch shows like that mm. and believe that that's the way the world works yeah look at catalyst coming out with catalyst them. was the same thing you know catalyst did the, did the same thing and it's all about poo-pooing as opposed to supporting and in australia we do a lot of poo-pooing so you do need your mentors but i would caution it i would caution that you would find a mentor online and i would caution it that you would find a mentor you know not it's different with ELB, right? Because you can have a mentor in Marcus because you're actually consulting with him and having a conversation. But if you're just listening to somebody and all of a sudden that becomes your mentor, your inspiration, yeah. and they're a media personality, whether it be on television, podcasting, internet, YouTube, whatever it is, that's a one-way street. That's a one-way conversation. That's not anything other than yeah. voyeurism I suppose when yeah. you're watching somebody else just do their thing and you edify it that's that's not what we're talking you about in terms to, of mentoring yeah, you're talking about it's a great point like uh, you're talking about two way conversation yeah whether it's parents it's whether it's feedback friends <laughs> feedback mm. absolutely mm. Um, whoever it is I would I would then put it out there that people are hungry and thirsty for mentors because they may not have a relationship within their family dynamic yeah, true. that they feel is mentor worthy. True. And so podcasts for, as I think about this out loud, um, is people's, I'm not going to say desperation, I'm going to say desire mm. to learn from people because it's not their grandparents, it's not their parents, it's not other older people in their life or mm. learned people. Mm. And so they go there. And that's great. As I say, we're not going to say that that's the wrong or the bad thing to do. What you're suggesting is we also need an outlet where whatever we learn on a podcast is tested yes. and there's feedback. Yes. And a lot of, you know, I know what I talk about is a lot of people are passive learners where they, they might listen to 50 podcasts, yep. but not active learners where they do what they, or apply what they learn because it's only in the application that that's where the feedback can actually come back. Totally. Where, well, we, we, you and I spoke about that on the weekend, didn't we? You know, at the 100 Night Out Lifestyle event, we were speaking about, um, that actually we spoke about it afterwards that there'll be people that actually went to that event who had a jacuzzi experience they just yeah. listened to it lovely two days lovely two days it was inspiring yeah it was excellent it's great love listening but the implementation is the most important thing isn't it that's crucial so Marcus Pierce who are some of your mentors let's let's go back a few years and think about who were your mentors as a young boy as a middle as a middle not really middle age, somewhere in between where you are now, where you were when you're young, and where you are now. Who have been? When does middle age begin? That's a good, that's a question everyone yeah, wants to I know. know. You're probably not even really at middle age yet. 
Like, you've got a long way to go. I look at Dexter Kruger and I'm like, I'm nowhere near middle age. I'm not near middle age. I'm a teenager. You're a, you're a third age. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, well, I would say, like, without any shadow of a doubt, my dad, my dad, massive mentor. Yeah. Massive mentor. Look at my younger years. Look at so many things. I, it's almost like a mantra is that I got my work ethic from my dad. Yep. And that's just learnt behaviour. Yeah. Doing early morning paper rounds with my dad. Delivering the PM edition of the Herald Sun on a push bike because dad said that was a good idea. Yeah. Like that type of stuff all comes from dad. Um, massive mentor when it comes for working, when it comes to, I suppose, providing. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, working, you're dedicating a lot of your work to your family because you want to set a great example to your children your wife, whoever it is, just that reason for, for working, not just to work, but to actually set an example. And mm. so dad's a massive mentor. All the way through. When it comes to that. Well, particularly- and Zero to now? Um, well, dad's retired, oh, no, not retired. When dad finished up at, the, at Herald of Weekly Times and he wasn't working, yep. where he set such a massive example of work ethic, that was really hard to watch. Yeah, for sure, it would um, be. Because you know how much dad loved to work. Yeah. And he actually wasn't ready to stop working. Thankfully now, he is working again. And I love it because I can just see, like in conversation, he wants to talk about the work that he's doing. Yeah. You know, he loves to do this, like, how are you going, dad? And the first thing he'll talk about is the work that he's doing. Yeah. But, you know, 12 months ago, it was, how are you going, dad? It was, oh, it's just a bit awkward because he had no work to talk about. Nothing to do. Yeah. Nothing and so, from that yeah. perspective, you it's can... It's giving him purpose again. Yeah. 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 Love so, that. And so, from that perspective, um, it is just a continual education of just what role, um, you, in my case, work ethic has. I, if, if I wasn't working, that would be a massive challenge. Yeah. You know, as I sure. say to a lot of dads out there, um, you know, um, the type of work's important. I love, to, I love to do work that I love to do. Um, <coughs> I would really struggle as a stay-at-home dad. Yep. I know there's men out there that are stay-at-home dads and they love it. I would go nuts. Yeah. I would go yep. absolutely mental. I struggle enough with four hours with the kids. Not because I don't love my kids, but I will turn the house into a train wreck mm -hmm. through, no, <laughs> through no intention. But Sarah will come home and there's stuff everywhere. Yep. And I'm a loose cannon. Like, not a loose cannon that I'm getting angry, yes. but like it's, you know, did you do this? Did, how's that? What, you know? Are the, are the clothes folded? How's dinner going? And all the rest of it. It's, <laughs> it's Would you be asking someone else whether or not the clothes are folded rather than you just folding them yourself? No, no, no. I would have all intentions. But it's just the, it's just the way. See, I find it amazing how Sarah can um, get the clothes on the line, make dinner, get the kids sorted and have um, everything else ready to go. Like, I don't know if you want to call it multitasking or not. But like if I'm with the kids, I find it really hard. We have a bit of a joke in the family. If I'm holding Tommy and just cuddling him, I'll find it really hard to say, make dinner at the same time. Because if I'm with Tommy, I'm with Tommy. Sarah's got Tommy. She's making dinner. You know, she's telling the kids to do this. She's and do probably that. breastfeeding Tommy at the same oh, time. She'll be doing a million things. She'll be doing I a just, million I things. Find, that's why I just love I have great respect for the mums in the world that are like that, but there's dads in the world out there that, that are like that as well. They can do like 57 things. If you see me with Tommy, there's not much else going on than just me with Tommy. I'm shaking him, I'm throwing him in the air, I'm playing games and all the rest of it. I find it really hard to do more than one thing, which is why I would struggle to do constant um, stay-at-home dad duties Yeah, because I find it, you know, that's just... It, but yeah, coming back to mentors. Yeah, what else? Who else have you got? Um, then I, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know. I mean, I want to say my mum's a mentor. She, I've learned so much from my mum. 
Um, so I do think in terms of my, um, and this is probably interesting because some of my stubbornness, you know, um, pushes your buttons and pushes other people's buttons. My mum is so stubborn, <laughs> like so stubborn. So my work ethic comes from my dad, but my personality comes from my mum. I'll right. say what I want, when I want, how I want. But at the same time, people, if they go, I love you because you're such a straight shooter, I get all that from my mum. Right. Um, and so from that perspective, I love my mum. Some people find my mum really difficult because she's loud, she swears. She'll, not in a crass way, but in that when, when anyone swears, you generally listen mm. because as much as we would probably say everyone swears, when someone swears, there's emotion involved. Yep. And so mum will drop an F-bomb and all of a sudden you find yourself really listening. Yep. And so mum's someone that isn't afraid to say the hard things, bring it up. And, and I love that. But at the same time, like, I know when Sarah and I first started going out, Sarah found that really hard because in, you know, in the Martin way of doing things, it's, you, it's kind of, not that you, you, you speak only when you're spoken to, but you don't generally go to that level that quickly. Whereas I'm not in for small talk. I want to go straight there. And that, that's, that's for my mum. So I do, uh, my mum is a mentor in that life's too short for small talk. Get into the real stuff with people. Straight down, dirty. Straight down. Yeah. But again, that has its challenges as well. Because some people <laughs> that I meet aren't, aren't, you know, that's just not how they roll. And so no. that's humbling for me at the same time. Um, yeah. So your mum and your dad? Mum and dad. And then if we move outside of family, I, and just, you know, um, Again, personal growth, just to mention too, is definitely Tony Robbins and, yeah. and Demartini. Yeah. But that's really because I've spent the most time and money with them in mm. my ears, at events, um, doing the work. And obviously having done a lot of that with Sarah, had, that's had a profound impact. Sure. So there'd be four of me. Let's flip the switch. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Um, because we've had different family upbringings. Um, we've lived different lives and the rest. Mm. Um, let's start off with your number one. Who's the first one that comes to mind? Um, when you think about a mentor? Well, the person that I probably try to model myself the most on would be my grandfather, who's 98 this year. Yeah. As this episode goes to air, he's 98 very shortly. Born in 1919. Um, seen a lot of things happen. Yeah, what is it about um, your grandfather that makes you... He just has a, uh, a temperament uh, that's calm. Like he just, he, he observes, he laughs. Um, and there's many things that I aspire to be more like you know, that my grandfather actually does portray, you know, he, he's, um, he's, he's very forgiving and open and he doesn't say a bad word about anybody ever and he's interested. So I really love those qualities about him. But, you know, I got my uh, desire to be house proud and garden proud from him um, and I love, you know, I love my yeah. garden. I'm looking out in my garden at the back yeah. of the moment I think, Gee, I've got some weeding to do. Uh, and, I think it's um, awesome because my standards are far less than yours. <laughs> I'm thinking that's so cool. I've got some work Driving to do. Driving veggie patch. Oh my gosh, I've got some work to do. Anyway, so I think of that. And then, you know, all of the repairs and all of the things that I do. So Amber calls me MacGyver because I just fix stuff. Oh, you know, so handy. So I it's love like fixing stuff. So handy. Yeah, right. So I got all that from my grandfather as well. And so there's that for sure. My work ethic comes from my mum. She works her knuckles to the bone. She does, and she has, and, uh, and she continues to give and give and give, and that's just what my mum does. And she got that from my grandfather's wife, my nana. Right. So inadvertently, my grandfather, my mum, or my grandfather, my nana, who's passed away, and my mum happen to be my most, you know, three most significant mentors mm -hmm. um, in my life. 
and so and I, I value that and interestingly funnily enough they're the three people that I would love to have dinner with you know what I mean if there's three people I could choose I'd choose them be great so beyond that in a professional sense um, I've had a number of mentors so David Fitz was my mentor in naturopathy I modeled myself on him the way in which he communicated the way in which he did iridology the way we see mixed his herbs the B vitamins he prescribed the detoxification programs he used you know that for me was you know David and then that you know evolved to become another bloke Brendan Penwarden so Brendan was a great mentor of mine in business around naturopathy and how do I you know have a surviving and thriving naturopathic practice um, as well as learn you know so many different things about the human body and so on and so forth so in my naturopathic days it'd be those two people in my chiropractic days two significant mentors um, would be dying Gary Coleman you know, they got oh, me. Dying, Gary. Me too. They got me into where I am um, today. You know, and die through grit, determination, perseverance, love, desire for chiropractic and for seeing people succeed. You know, really got me there. She helped me mix in, blend into circles that I probably would never have been able to get into. You know, and and so uh, massive debt of gratitude to Diane Gary for doing that. But as I have evolved through that and even into my speaking career, I found myself sounding more and more and behaving more, not necessarily behaving like, but modeling a lot of my characteristics on a great, great chiropractor, and that's Brian Kelly. Um, I speak often like him. You know, when I, when I do my presentations, people go, gee, you sound a lot like Brian Kelly. And I don't, I never realize that I did or I do, but somewhere along the line, I must have picked up some of his techniques. And even though I learned a lot of my speaking techniques through Matt Church, I, I really think I've modeled the way in which I deliver a message on Brian as well. Yeah. Um, and I love the way Brian used to lay his hands on my family and his care and his, his um, unwavering love of chiropractic. You know, I love that. I love that. And of course, you know, the offshoot to that is in terms of life purpose and the way in which you treat people and kindness from a mentor perspective for me is his ex-wife, gorgeous person, uh, Vicky Kelly. She's you a know, gorgeous soul. So beautiful. Gorgeous and so they'd be my mentors at this point in time. You know, obviously you have mentors that come in and out. Lawrence Tam has been amazing for me and you know, watching the way in which he shapes his life and how that shapes my life. Mm. Watching you make, you know, significant changes and developments in your life, you know, I love that. It's just been, there's, there's so many different people that I'm grateful for um, and, and that I would turn to for advice. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. As you say that, you just, you know, in listening, and I'm sure all of the listeners and viewers feel this as well, you do realize that mentors are so powerful, essential in life for you to live the life that you live. Yeah. And, and what's even more, not alarming, because as you say this, I realize... Imagine if, if you don't, if you can't answer that question with joy hmm. and grace, then you can almost define how your life turns out. Yeah, right. So for people listening, going, "Oh my gosh, I don't think I have really um, fulfilling answers to the questions. Who have been your greatest mentors?" Then I'm going to put it out there and say, if you want to improve the quality of your life, you must, you must. Um, Pluck up the Dutch courage to bring a mentor into your life. Come to come to Ikaria. Well, that's an obvious. <laughs> that's, on, honestly, though, I that mean, is we're gonna sound so cap, that is so Captain Obvious, though, like to change your life. Ikaria, Ikaria is one thing, 
Uh, I think in if it if a mentor doesn't come from a family environment, I think the biggest thing that people must recognise is that you will pay for a mentor. Yeah. Half the mentors that you mentioned, whether it was Matt Church, when I mentioned De Martini, yeah, Robbo, yeah, they're all paid for mentors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's no surprise as I think of it that the more family dynamics become segregated and disconnected, mm-hmm. the more paid mentors there are in the world. True. Because everyone, I'm not gonna say everyone's looking for a mentor, but a lot of people are looking for a mentor. Yeah. If you listen to who Damien would bring to his final dinner, there's three family members, mm-hmm. which you don't have to pay for. So there's a couple of options. You heal relationships to then create a relationship where you learn yep. uh, from people and really have that attitude to learn, be coachable and really listen. Um, or you pay for a mentor. You pay to see Damien, you pay to see myself. I mean, I imagine mm. a lot of people that come to Vita would view you as a mentor. Maybe. They're coming in for a period of time each week, fortnight, however it is, and they're asking you questions and yep. they're listening to answers. Yep. That's mentor 101. Yep, sure it know? is. Yep, absolutely. So I think it's really important to recognize that your mentors are either free or they're paid, um, but no matter what, the value that you get back from a mentor is invaluable you can't put a dollar figure um i mean i say we've spent houses on personal growth but i can't put an amount of money on how much the benefits have been you can't necessarily just judge it on money terms because a lot of the values that you know i'm say i'm sure you, you can't put a value on your work ethic no you know you can measure all of the bottom lines of your businesses and all the rest of it but it goes way beyond that yeah because it's a work ethic in the house it's yep. a work ethic with your relationship with Jackson, it's your work ethic with so many things. Yep. And that's what is um, immeasurable. I've really Absolutely. enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been fun, isn't it? episode. How about that? Nice to go a little bit deep. Deep. Thanks we, went for down, we went down the rabbit hole. Thank you for sharing yeah, down that rabbit hole. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you for your support, listeners and viewers of 100 Not Out. Please share this with your friends and family if you really think that not just this episode, but the preceding 199 um, is a value of people. They can binge listen. They can really get immersed in what the 100 Not Out message is all about. Look forward to um, your company going forward over the next 100, 200 episodes. Uh, look forward to doing episode 400 of 100 Not Out with you. Yeah. You'll be 47. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for your company. Go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. DamienChristoph.com for more info on Damien. MarcusPierce.com.au for myself. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.